0: Everyone, thank you so much for logging in to me here at In Conversation with Lisa Burke. It's an honor to have your time with me and my guests from all over Luxembourg or as they're passing through Luxembourg. And today I'm really excited to be sharing with you the beginning of our housing podcast series. I'm joined by two experts, Pierre Clément and Vincent Quillet. Pierre arrived in Luxembourg 17 years ago to join a big four firm as a junior, a very common way to arrive here. But 11 years later, after being himself very disappointed by his own real estate experience as a buyer, Pierre quit PwC to launch Nexvia. Nexvia is a modern estate agent company that has developed online tools to help with buying or renting choices. Vincent Quillet is MD of Nexfin. He arrived in Luxembourg 15 years ago and worked for an investment banking system here focused on treasury trading. He met Pierre two years ago through common thinking about how to give a service to an investor or buyer. He set up Nexfin, which is a mortgage broker company owned by himself and Nexvia. Welcome to you both. It's so good to have you all. And thank you, Pierre, first of all, for noticing my call call out for potential guests and I was very impressed by the tools that you have on your platform and we'll go into those later perhaps. But today we're going to focus on why and how to buy primary residence here in Luxembourg. Should you buy or rent? What are the incentives? How can you finance that purchase? And I'm really glad to have you both here as our resident experts for a few of these podcast series. So let's just dig into that first question. Why should anybody buy in Luxembourg?
1: Well, first, thank you very much, Lisa, for the invitation. We're very delighted to be here and speak to you about this very interesting subject. Um well, why buying in Luxembourg? Luxembourg has been uh, for uh, years and years a very dynamic market. And I think honestly that this will not change uh, a lot. Uh, we have a very specific situation in terms of demography, in terms of uh, uh, economic growth, in terms of uh, new people arriving from very different reasons and especially from very... Uh, it's more and more international. Uh, and I think that... Uh, it's better, or as in any market, uh, as long as you think the prices are will not decrease, it's better to buy than to rent just because the take a simple point. When you look at the cost of buying, the interest that you will be paying at the bank, it will cost you approximately 1% when you uh, calculate the net cost. And we'll go
0: into that, how you get it down to 1%. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Exactly,
1: because that's an important point. Mm -hmm. uh, Because Luxembourg is very uh, uh, specific to that and there are incentives to buy uh, rather than renting, actually. While if you would be renting, it will cost you just in terms of rent, 3% 3% of the value of the apartment or the house actually. So that means that the, two other, the 2% that you get, this is the money that you can invest in the repayment of the, uh, the mortgage that you have. So you just invest in the house or the apartment you buy.
0: Okay, so you're, you're building me the case that if a person can buy, they should buy. Now we are facing that wall, that huge wall of how much it costs to buy here in Luxembourg. You know, really, if you look at a family home, you're looking at well over a million sometimes for a family home. Even a one two-bed apartment, it would be very hard to get a two-bed apartment for half a million euros. So (laughs) how do people go about buying? What sort of down payment do they need in terms of a deposit, etc.?
2: I think you're totally right. The affordability is not so easy. And then you need to really understand how you can afford your home, what is your options and how to get a discount on your financing, because this is a way to save money. So Luxembourg can offer good opportunities Uh, when you want to finance your main residence. For example, you can stretch like durations, meaning that if you buy main residence, you can finance over maybe 30 years or even more, 35 years.
0: And on that point, what is the upper limit in your experience as a mortgage broker of age? What age do they cap that stretching to?
2: So good question. So Basically most of lenders accept to finance up to 65 years old, so until the pensions, or you can now start to finance up to 70 years old. So for very young couple who are basically the persons in need with uh, starting their career, they have the possibilities to stretch the, the long durations than to afford even a property with a very high price because the, the bank is ready to help them by stretching these durations and decreasing their um, monthly efforts.
0: Mm-hmm, but not so easy for, let's say, expats, and I know a number of them coming here not in their early 20s and looking at the price of homes here.
2: So yes, but we can observe that Luxembourg is attracting um, let's say, worker with already a career, with good incomes or even good savings. So this is not the populations exposed to the difficulties of buying here. This is more the local persons. So the expats, even, okay, they may have 35 or 40 years old already, they can buy. This is the population who can buy. Maybe the questions is for the local ones who are let's say maybe a lower salary or weaken mm-hmm. households. You're
0: you're right. I've actually had emails in from students that I happen to know who are Luxembourg born and bred and they are having to look beyond the borders. They feel like they're being ejected from their own homeland because they are outpriced from their own homeland, which is very sad. So that is certainly a valid point. When it comes to the deposit, what type of percentage deposit does a person need?
2: So if you are buying to finance main residence for the first time, you are eligible by law to... uh, The bank can finance up to 100% of the value of the property, which means that you can... You have to finance yourself only the acquisition cost and as first-time buyer you can benefit from the state. The state is offering like tax credits on your uh, registration fees for example which makes your initial cash effort quite low in fact for the first acquisitions. If I can dig in
1: Because, yeah, it's really true. And actually, for first acquisition, if you take, for instance, an acquisition at 600k uh, in Luxembourg, uh, first-time buyers, the acquisition acquisition cost will not be more than 10k. So it's a very, very low amount, actually, that you'll have to put on the table. That would be different for second-time buyers and investors. But for first-time buyers, this is really affordable.
0: And this is first-time buyers ever or first-time buyers in Luxembourg?
2: First-time buyer in Luxembourg. And if you have a couple, both have to be first-time buyer to be eligible to a maximum of 100% loan-to-value and to be eligible to the tax credit also.
0: So that means that if you own properties somewhere else, you can still avail of that first-time buyer option in Luxembourg. Yes, right. Okay, that, that is a very interesting point, actually. I would actually like to dig into the costs for buying a property. What are the costs that a person has to bear in mind on top of the cost of the property? Yeah.
1: So, uh, well, when you go to it uh, at, at home or any uh, any agent, uh, well, you see that the, the house is approximately 1 million euros. But on top, uh, yeah, it's true that you'll have to pay the STEM duties. STEM duties in Luxembourg are 7%. Uh, but you'd benefit from a tax credit of uh, 20K per person uh, and it's doubled if you are married or, or if you buy as a couple so this is uh, already like a, a very good incentive to lower a lot uh, these uh, di- di- uh, stamp duties well, on top, you'll have the notary, t- notary cost, uh, but it, those are fees approximately 5,000 euros, uh, plus the mortgage cost, the, the service uh, that uh, you'll have to pay to the notary as well to put the mortgage in place, which will be approximately uh, 5,000 euros as well. So uh, uh, you'll have to add up all all, all these. So it really depends on whether you have still this tax credit uh, or not. If you do not have a tax credit, you can... Estimate that will be approximately uh, 8 or 9% as a total. Uh, but if you have the tax credit, it can be uh, quite cheap. Uh, and what's of- the
0: difference if you buy an old or a new property?
1: It's true that there is a, a big advantage if you would be buying not a new but off-plant property. So meaning that uh, you're buying from a developer or something which is not yet constructed. And uh, if you buy uh, off-plan property, then you will pay the, ta- the tax, uh, the, the stamp duty, sorry, only on the land part, because actually construction is not yet done. And uh, when you'll be uh, going to the notary, you will only uh, uh, buy the existing land or part of land and you will not be paying uh, the taxes on the construction part. So yeah. that's, that's a big saving as well. That's a good tip to, to, to give. I'll take just my case. I bought my first apartment with my, uh, my wife and uh, we didn't use even all of the tax credit. And so we were, we were able to use the remaining tax credit on the second acquisition.
0: That's super lucky Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) when you bought. That's amazing. That's wonderful. So the tip there is to buy off plan if you can, because effectively you're paying that 7% tax on the land because the construction is simply not there. Okay. So that's tip number one. Okay. So we're in this kind of very tense market where people are looking at at home or goodness knows where else. Where should a person look to buy property?
1: You should really use the portals uh, in Luxembourg to to do that. So uh, there's a first portal for sure is uh, Atom, as you just said. But there are others, uh, Emotop, VV, which is the the portal of all the uh, estate uh, agents uh, that are certified in Luxembourg. So I would highly recommend this one on VV and Atom, you'll get the bulk of the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not easy to find a property in Luxembourg. They uh, go
0: very fast.
1: They go very fast. The demand is so strong, actually, in comparison to, uh, to the offer. So I would also recommend to uh, speak uh, and uh, visit uh, the bigger brokers uh, in the city, give your criteria. Especially if you look at a certain neighborhood in the city or a certain commune uh, so that they can help you out with um, maybe a, a new property coming uh, coming on the market.
0: So they can give you the, the first heads up before it gets to that uh, portal.
2: That's right. I think it's very important. This is my experience. If you are looking for a property in a certain neighborhood, go to be known by the agents of this neighborhood. You are Register on their list when they have new property entering in their book. You can be informed quickly. And then even sometimes before it goes to the at you or such big websites.
0: Okay. So you
2: may have few hours or a few days to have the opportunity to see it before everyone.
0: And this is something I must ask as well, because I know it varies country to country. Who pays the estate agent fees? Is it the seller or the buyer?
2: It's always the seller in
1: Luxembourg. You
0: know, mm-hmm. okay but, that does vary. but in reality
1: <laughs> you know lisa that doesn't change much actually because at the end of the day the uh, the, the 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 fees are actually paid by the, the buyers because it's deducted from the seller price but uh, but it's the seller decision to engage an agent
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so very good advice there tip number two would be to make yourself known to the estate agent or agents in the area in which you would like to live okay so we've covered uh, two good topics there would you recommend people buy an apartment or a house? Obviously, this is price dependent as well. But if one has the option, because there are some houses that are within the bandwidth of price of an apartment sometimes. What's your recommendation?
1: I think this is really personal from a market perspective, you would not make a wrong choice by buying a house or buying an apartment in Luxembourg. <laughs> Demand is always strong on the t- on on those two types of properties. Uh, you should really take into account your way of life actually why you want do you want are you a urban people or uh, are you okay to uh, live 10 kilometers away of the city use your car on a daily basis to uh, bring your your kids to school or not I think honestly that uh, the city in Luxembourg is really really attractive uh, we are I hope uh, post-COVID really, really soon and the traffic jams will continue to uh, increase away and, and, and I think living in the city is very, very uh, attractive and the city is quite green in Luxembourg in comparison to uh, other big capitals in Europe, I, I would say.
0: Yes, that's true. So another piece of advice uh, from the notes I've read is you would suggest looking at public transport such as the tram line.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's true. The tram line, the the train lines as well. Now even uh, you have some quite attractive communes like Bettembourg, uh, for instance, that are connected with the train. So it's really easy to reach the to reach the train station or the closed door. Or the Kirschberg.
0: Merch too.
1: Yeah, Merch too. Merch is a very uh, it's it's a nice area. Uh, the uh, landscape is really great there, and uh, people like very much the north as well, uh, which is less dense than the the south of Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's true that. Uh, Access is key and this is something you have to take into account. When you visit a house or an apartment, I would really recommend to go at the location of the house, of the apartment at 8 in the morning, take your car and go to the city centre to see whether or not actually the the traffic is okay.
0: Which parts of the city or country are most affected by the plane routes? Do you happen to know?
1: Well, the plane routes really affect... uh, one-third of the city of Luxembourg, while the most effective neighbourhoods, the first one is Ham, really, really affected, really noisy. Uh, Then Bonnevoie, the train station neighbourhood, Gasperige and Cessange. So that really affects in terms of noise the people living there.
0: It's just when you mention traffic, I know from my experience of living in London, not too far from Heathrow, plane routes are something to bear in mind always. (laughs) So now... When it comes to buying a place in Luxembourg, as we've mentioned before, things go really fast. They're sold so quickly, sometimes, same day often the next day. How can a person ensure, and again, I've had people write in about some bad experiences they've had. I can think of one lady in particular who wrote in who said uh, when she went to visit an old house, there were chairs positioned over, wooden floorboards that were parting a little bit and things were hidden, stains were hidden, etc. But she didn't have the time to employ a surveyor to do a proper survey of the house. So what can a person do to ensure What they're buying is worth the money, in the time they have to do it.
1: I think the buyers should, if they're not, uh, they don't have the expertise themselves, they should uh, try to go at the visit with with someone, be accompanied uh, with either an expert or someone who is used to buy uh, in Luxembourg. Of course, now... The listings are more and more transparent. So usually, uh, an estate agents are more and more professional. So uh, transparency is key. And as long as I would say you would buy through a very uh, renowned uh, agency, you will not uh, be at risk, or you will limit your risk uh, a lot. Uh, usually, we will not accept, for instance, to. Uh, hide things to uh, prospective buyers uh, because we don't want to uh, affect our image at all. So I would recommend people yeah, to go with the, the big agents uh, in
2: Luxembourg, well known to uh, yeah, limit this risk.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good advice.
2: And also maybe to when you know that you are going to visit a property, maybe try to check now if there is some tools available online to evaluate, to estimate the price and look at, okay, tomorrow I'm going to visit a 1 million euro house. I'm able now to check if this price is online with the market. I have room for negotiation. So this is now something very positive, I think, that's the the market can offer. It's true, the
1: market is much more transparent than it was uh, 10 years ago. Actually, we launched at year the first uh, uh, valuation tool in the country, and our our goal was to uh, help people uh, take the right decision, especially uh, when they buy, uh, just not uh, take the, the wrong decision, so that you can know in advance if actually the property price is in the market or not. And this is why properties that are fairly priced, Go very very quickly, just as you said, within one day. Within one day.
0: So effectively, you're saying that ten years ago there wasn't a valuation tool.
1: No, you had only some uh, published prices per square meters, uh, depending on the communes, but no one actually constructed or uh, uh, monitored the market so well to have a, uh, a proper valuation of a specific uh, uh, property into taking into account uh, the age of the property, the, the size of the property, because of course, a small apartment will be much more expensive per square meter than a big house, of course, and because the last uh, square meters will be the less expensive ones. If you have a southwest apartment, the value of the apartment will be much higher than if it's north exposed and you'll have no sun at all during uh, the whole year.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, they're very important considerations. I know there's often property on the market in beautiful places like Borglinster, for instance, where the houses are, well, one side is like a beautiful farmhouse facade and the back is rock. And you have to be very careful about which direction it's pointing in. Beautiful nonetheless. Now, given your banking and big four past, I've got some wonderful graphs and percentages in front of me. Just talk us through some of the findings that you have found about the real estate market home ownership rates, how much disposable income is allocated to housing, etc. I know you've got it for Luxembourg compared to other European countries.
1: So I'll start maybe uh, with the home ownership rate in Luxembourg. And uh, it's it's true that uh in Luxembourg, most people are actually homeowners, uh, despite the fact that uh, we have a lot of foreigners in Luxembourg. Uh, for instance, if you take the city, seventy uh, percent of the people living in Luxembourg City are foreigners, not Luxembourgish. Uh, but still, the homeownership rate is uh, now at seventy-one percent, uh, which is uh, approximately the same than in uh, in, in Europe. Uh, but that means that the rental portfolio or the, the number the number of uh, Places for rent are not so high, actually, in Luxembourg. And uh, that means that this is still uh, really a target for people to be homeowners. That is also a very solid foundation for the market.
0: Mm -hmm. I have this other wonderful fact in front of me here that you've provided me with, which is if you break down that 71% roughly of homeownership, how much of that would be Luxembourg homeowners compared to international expat homeowners?
1: Yeah, so it's very interesting to note, actually, that 85% 85% of Luxembourgish are homeowners, uh, but still 50% of foreigners are homeowners in Luxembourg. Why there are so, so many foreigners are homeowners because all of them understand pretty much quickly that uh, being homeowner in Luxembourg it's really attractive and uh, as soon as they understand that they will stay for more than four years, people buy in Luxembourg.
0: I can understand that that would have been the thought a number of years ago, because I think the facts, and I you know Vincent, both of you know the facts very well, much better than I do. But from, let's say, about 2010 to 2018, it was around about 455 percent growth on houses year by year. But then suddenly there was this huge boom spurt. So um, yes, it's great if you happen to buy before that, but now is it still attractive today to be a homeowner?
2: I think it's still attractive since, uh, you know, it's a, for me, it's a global economical behavior. A market is growing if everyone thinks that it's going to continue to grow. And the people coming in Luxembourg are very, let's say, based on the history of the price actions. They want to jump into the train uh, because they want to, to get the benefit of being an owner. So I would say that since everyone continue to believe in this market it will continue to grow and also the the fact that there's clearly a lack of property to be sold on the market and a strong demand compared to the few offer this really doesn't help in fact so to decrease the price or to make it accessible so I think it's going to continue like this and maybe the blocking point could be the depth of the household because okay it's more and more expensive and we are currently seeing that the old buyer like us as we said previously we got positions on this market in the past so we had capital gains so we can buy a house or we can buy now a bigger apartment but the problem is for, let's say, the newcomers in mm-hmm. this
0: market. Yeah, that's, that is That out. is the problem. People starting now. Yes.
2: So they can still afford, but we observe um, a very high level of debt. And this might be the first problem here. Are the people still able to afford with their current income? So it's still possible, but we observe in practice that the debt ratio of household are, starts to be very, very high, uh, close to 40%. This is our experience in, in Nextfin currently.
0: So you're saying effectively, well, I would have thought it would be more than four. You mean 40% globally with all of the assets in consideration.
2: So let's say the charge for repaying a loan is 40% of your global monthly net income.
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Actually, when it comes to the, the finance part of it, there's all sorts of intricate ways you can fiscally deduct interest rates as well from mortgages that you've very cleverly put together here for me. I have it in front of me. So we've got the tax credits, twenty thousand euros per person. There are some state aids possible for, you know, if you have to do up an older property, you can get subsidies perhaps.
1: Yeah if you, you can get some CDs from the states actually if you are uh to a certain income, and uh, so, and there are more and more actually uh, possibilities actually for people not able to buy a full ownership in Luxembourg at uh, 10,000 euros per square meter. And so, you have all these uh, new amphitheotic leases uh, that are made available by the Fonds du Logement or the fond Kirchberg, for instance, or the Société Nationale des Habitations à Bon Marché. And this is also, also a great possibility for people to become homeowners while actually uh, paying a very affordable uh, price per square meter. Because, for instance, in Kirchberg, you would be able to to buy a new uh, dwelling at four point five thousand euros per square meter in an apartment that, that are put on the market uh, by the Fond, fond du Kirchberg.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, so actually, d- I'm hoping to speak to the Fond de Logement uh, yeah. later in this series yeah. to talk about that. But of course, with that, you don't own the land.
1: So you do not own the land, and uh, you actually uh, you will not now make any capital gain on the resale because uh, there's a preemptive right of the Fonds du logement or the fond Kirchberg actually. So if you would be uh, exiting the uh, the apartment or the house, actually the fond the fonds Kirchberg will buy you back at approximately the price that you bought. <laughs> but this is still a possibility to invest in something that has a certain value because, of course, the Fond de Kirchberg will buy you out and do not spend all your money in a rent mm. that goes to an landlord, actually.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, uh, of course, maybe you'll not get the capital gain, but still it's a way to uh, to, to save money in your house, actually, in your home.
0: And something else that's uh, not true in all countries, you have uh, certain things you can deduct tax wise year by year. So I think, Vincent, it's something like 2,000 euros per person in the household for the first five years, and there's more on top of that.
2: So the interest charge, have you said? Yes. 2,000 euros per person in the household, year one to year six. Then it's decreasing over time, but still very interesting. Then you can have uh, also to subscribe with your loan, an insurance, okay? Insurance to cover death and disability. Mm -hmm. This could be mandatory. So this is an additional cost that that we did not talk about yet, but this is a real cost. Insurance to cover the loan.
0: I think in the UK we sometimes call that life insurance but I'm under the impression that there's a different type of life insurance available too.
2: (laughs) So it's classified as life insurance but it's covering the death.
0: Yes yes that's what we call life insurance in the UK which is really death insurance yeah (laughs) if you die we'll cover this.
2: (laughs) So anyway you you have here a real good opportunity to pay a single premium so it's a cash effort. But uh, you can deduct it from your taxable incomes and then you can have a very good discount up to 30 to 40% of tax savings if you pay it. Uh, a quick example is if you are a couple of 35 years old with two children, uh, you could deduct up to 20,000 euros insurance paid single premiums. So it's big amount, mm-hmm. but... At the end, the real cost will be much cheaper and you are well covered. Then you can also structure your loan with some products uh, like home savings product that can help you to instead of repaying the loan, you save some cash and you can deduct this cash again, saved from your taxable income. Then you can either save again on your um, on your loan cost. So. We observed that with all those deductions you might be eligible to, you could reduce from 30 to 40, even sometimes 50% the real cost of the loan, meaning the real cost compared to the face rates, could be almost 50% cheaper.
0: That's extraordinary. That's a huge, huge saving. And I hope that people out there can access that information because there's so many little points that you've mentioned there. Where can people find, apart from listening to this podcast, of course, and going on to your tools, can they find information about this on your tools available for free?
2: So yes, this information is available on the public website. And in fact, we worked on the way that we are always trying to provide tools adapted for everyone for free in our website to evaluate for each person. being able to play with it and see the possibilities so there's really a part where you have the explanations to understand all the points or things you can deduct and then some tools you can analyze your own situations and see what could be the different scenarios and take the good decisions. Mm-hmm. Or, of course, just contacting us directly happy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to reply.
0: Well, I'm just thinking of a few points here uh, just to point out as well, of course, that on your main primary residence, uh, you're tax exempt on any capital gains if you're to sell it on.
1: That's right. So uh, this is why actually in Luxembourg with the growing market that we have, we see that people are very... Uh, I have no problem actually to to buy a bigger house in Luxembourg, for instance. If you take a co- uh, the specific situation, a very uh, classical, very classic situation of a couple of forty years old, they bought a, an apartment ten years ago in the city, and now they want to uh, buy a house. Uh, in Junglinster, for instance, with the capital gain that they will have made tax free, they will be able to finance a big part of their new house in Junglinster. Uh, yeah, so the capital gain in Luxembourg is tax free.
0: Just thinking about how one goes about getting a mortgage, and as you said, Vincent, at the moment, if somebody is to get a mortgage today, it has changed year on year on year because there's been such growth for people who have luckily bought a while ago. That means that the bank is taking on a lot of risk as well with each person because they have a lot of debt. So are the banks OK with that?
2: So the banking system is still OK since, the let's say, the mortgage portfolio of the banks is not so high because you have people having property for a long time. So their debt is not so high compared to the value of their property. So the global level of bank debt compared to the mortgage guarantee is still okay, but banks start to be cautious with the new project entering into their book because the loan to value here is very high. So the average is still good, but you have to be careful of the new project you are financing because you are increasing your average and so you are increasing your risk. Um, And this is something we observe, banks are cautious now with the value of the property, meaning that, okay, um, the market is aggressive, the prices are going up, etc. But as the main guarantee is the property itself, the bank is, is really looking deeply now at the value you buy your apartment, if mm-hmm. they estimate it's too expensive, I mean too expensive compared to their own analysis, they could refuse.
0: Mm-hmm. As you mentioned before, people can get a hundred percent loan if they're first time buyers and, and if a person's young and get a long, thirty, maybe even thirty five year mortgage. In your experience as a mortgage broker, recent mortgage broker, but a long time finance expert, what would be your recommendation of a loan to value for somebody who wasn't perhaps a first time buyer?
2: So now let's say uh, by law we already have the answer because now so we are stepping in, but now if you are not first time buyer anymore, you have kind of restrictions, meaning that the bank cannot lend you more than ninety percent of the property value.
0: So we're looking at 10% deposit.
2: Ten percent plus the cost. And here you have no tax credit anymore on the cost. Oh, very little. Or, yes, for the lucky one.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So you were the lucky one, Pierre, with a little bit left over from your previous purchase on your apartment a while ago. <laughs> lucky you. <laughs> Not all of our listeners have such luck. But so, yes, so it's it's a 10% minimum deposit by law. OK, that, that's also very, very good to know. And then really my final question is, if one wants to buy a house... How do you find a good mortgage broker, <laughs> impartial advice here, or should you contact your bank? How do you go about thinking about the finance? And an additional side question to that, should you look into that before you look for a house or look for a house first and then look into what you can borrow? Which way around should it be, finances first or house first?
2: But of course, if you are an expat, so newcomers in Luxembourg, maybe you don't have good relationship or not yet set a relationship with a bank. So... You can contact the broker, it's the easiest way to have the market transparency and to know where to go, how to do. And of course, I really, really recommend any buyers to to evaluate the affordability before to go to buy. Uh, Because you cannot, unless you are already expert in finance, you can make your own analysis, but otherwise always it's very important to know your options before. Mm
0: -hmm. And so when a person sees sous-compromis on uh, the various portals, (laughs) does that mean that a person has signed the contract and has the signing off from the bank? Or what does sous-compromis actually mean?
1: So that means that you just signed a sale agreement, but it's still conditional to the bank financing.
0: So the bank has not guaranteed
1: the To usually the bank has not yet guaranteed. So it will take uh, 30 days uh, for the banks actually to approve the acquisition.
0: Yeah. And in your experience as well, how many of those sous-compromis don't go to completion?
1: Honestly, uh, what we see at year and we do quite a lot of deals per year, uh, approximately 75 uh, transactions, uh, it's really rare that we do not have the financing. But it's also because As an agent, we are very... we look a lot at the profile of the, uh, the, the acquirers because as an agent, you don't want actually uh, a sell to break. And this is our role as, a, as good advisors to the buyers actually to make uh, everything, uh, to, to, to make the sell go through. Uh, but it's true that uh, we hear from the market and some, some other players uh, that uh, some financing are not going through and it's, uh, it's, it's increasing a bit.
0: Mm -hmm. well thank you both so much for your time I've learned so much hopefully our listeners have learned so much as well have you got any final thoughts or comments
1: well I would say uh, just uh, if you seeing that the market will not decrease and if you can afford buying because it's true it became really expensive and that changed dramatically actually the last three years because just if you take the last three years prices have gone up approximately 50% uh, in town which is huge but if you still if you think that you can buy in a nice nice location nice apartment or house and you can afford to do it I would still recommend to buy rather than rent.
0: Thank you both so much for your time.